Hello everyone, welcome back, well, welcome to a new series called Autistic Assemble, and this is going to be the first episode, which is going to be really cool, because we're joined with some really awesome people, well, awesome friends, and today it's going to be, all, all, everyone today took part in the last um, autism kind of acceptance series that we've done last year, but today we actually gave it a name, Autistic Assemble, which is, is really cool. Where we are all assembled, well, kind of reassembled in our own case, but it's gonna be really cool. I'm gonna let everyone else introduce themselves before we say anything. Um, and I'm gonna start with Eddie Kay. If you introduce yourself, uh, my name is Ellie. I'll be known as Ellie Kay. Um, I'm autistic, got ADHD. Um, I'm 26, and I do support work. Yeah, it's been. I think it was last year. Been a, probably about a year uh, since we last done this, isn't it, isn't it, Ellie? So um, it's good that we've kept in contact all this time. <laughs> I know. I'm happy to be back. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Um, Emmy. Hi, my name is Emmy. Emmy Flew. I am an autistic artist, cartoonist, animator, and a blogger. I have a blog called The Autistic Animator's Desk where I show my um animation drawings fan arts pencil tests and i'll do a writing topics on autism and disability advocacy i'm a advocate for both autism and disabilities and um i'm also an illustrator and i just happen um excuse me and um just so it happens uh my blog has already reached the fourth anniversary since I started my first blog beginning in March 2nd, 2019, when I was 24 years old. I'm 28 and it's been four years, so life is good. Yeah. Well done on your anniversary, Abby. <laughs> Thank you, Mason. Yeah. Because you, like, 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 like everyone here will agree, like you, you do really good work with your art and cartoons and, and Disney. So it's. Oh, it, thank you. You do, you do really well. Um, and you you did a good drawing of me. I think you, you at Christmas um last year. Yes. You did a drawing of me, didn't you? So um, it's it's very good, very good. Thank um, but, you, Mason. But um, but yeah, it's it's great to have you back. It's good to see you. Yeah, it's good to see you. Um, Will, would you mind introducing yourself? Again. Ah, <laughs> uh, sorry, you caught me looking at my phone. I was looking at something else. Uh, yeah. Uh, hello. Um. I'm no stranger to this. Uh, I'm Will. I am railwoman extraordinaire, autistic nutcase, do what I do for a living. Uh, I'm trying to think of a really funny way to introduce myself. Um, yeah, uh, like I say, railwoman extraordinaire, qualified now, passed the apprenticeship, mm -hmm. now a qualified trackman, so that's a good start. Uh, I run a... I run a um, Oh, come on. My brain's just turned off on me. <laughs> yeah, I run a an Instagram profile called The Autie Biker, where I basically explain a bit of, you know, what, what, what the world looks like through my eyes and what my experiences are and how I can, and hopefully sharing those will help us in the, in the whole world. Yeah, thanks for sharing, Will, again. <laughs> yeah, it's... It's it's great to have Will back, um, and everyone back so far. Um, Evangeline. Hi, my name is Evangeline. I 
am a master's student in integrated marketing at NYU right now. I'm currently looking for internships in entertainment marketing or possibly startups since I have no marketing experience, but I really would love some. Um, I started my first round of querying for my young adult novel that I wrote and I wanna start my second round, but my computer isn't cooperating with query manager. So I think I'll have to do it in the library or at another location. Um, and I'm Roderick's Filipina girlfriend on AO3. If you wanna see self-insert fan fiction, with autism representation and Filipino representation. Yeah, well, thanks, Evangeline, um, because I think we've done this about half a dozen times. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's great to have you back again. Um, and thanks for a great introduction. Um, Ellie, uh, Ellie S. <laughs> Hi. Um... Ellie, Ellie Stores. Um, I live here in the UK in Sunderland and I'm an autistic content creator on TikTok where I post educational and understanding content regarding autism. Yeah. So and yeah. Are, are you still doing are, are you are you having good fun still doing that or on TikTok and everything? Yeah, yeah. Um I'm I'm still gonna keep going. Uh on my TikToks, uh, I've received a lot of positive feedback since I've started. Um, I started off small and then I worked my way up and um, like all the, the positive feedback that I've received, you know, I told you before that there was a guy who came across my content who was committing, who was uh, considering like, you know, had thoughts of suicide and said that my content like sort of helped him feel better within himself. Um, I've helped people get a diagnosis. I've helped parents understand their kids more um i've helped teachers understand uh like might have like teachers have said that they've had um like autistic people in their class and they found my videos uh very helpful so but that is really good it, 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 it's really good because like you help other people and um like even like sharing your own experiences like it helps other people speak about that so keep i've got to get you good it's good you'll keep doing the great work ellie yeah yeah. I'm thinking about uh I've th I've been thinking about doing YouTube for a while actually, but um I don't know I don't really know how to get started, like podcasts and stuff, but um mm. like I don't really know how to edit like YouTube videos or anything like that, but um I'll I'll find a way. I'll find a way. Um and I'm in the middle of I'm gonna start designing uh some autism merch um with a help of a friend who is a very good artist who's also on the spectrum. Um, I'm going to get started with that on Thursday, which I'm very excited about. Yeah, that, that is really good work. Like um, m m merchandise, because yeah. um, um, I've been meaning to get my own top for a while and I, I just never do it, but I'm just too lazy. But <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it, it's, it's great to do that because um, it's it's good fun as well, like designing it and everything. Um, yeah. Um, but but yeah, it's it's great and like with the YouTube thing, um, like when when I started doing podcasts in the first place, I I didn't do do YouTube at all. Uh, I I didn't want to do it. It was, it, it was just I it, I I didn't know what to do. And then I like 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 um I had a few people uh kind of advise me tell me what to do. Um, and then it it starts to go on YouTube and it it it's quite well because a lot of people do prefer to watch a video rather than hear it. Um and some people are the opposite, 
Um, so it, it really depends, but it's good fun. It is good fun. It is good fun. But th- thanks, Ellie. Um, it's it's great to have you back again. Um, thank you. And for the, um, I, I can't count as well, like how many times you've been on here as well. So it's great to have you again. <laughs> um, so to anyone listening or watching, um, today's topic is going to be um autistic um trauma, um. And I, I got that right because um, before we started, I, I said it wrong. So, <laughs> um, but um, but yeah, t- today's topic is going to be autistic um, trauma, and we're 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 going to kind of explain our kind of stories around um, autistic trauma. If if anyone wants to share their own kind of journeys or we're, we're within that and just talk about it. Um, so I guess does anyone else want to like start and and talk about um your own kind of experience within autistic autistic trauma i think you um have oh sorry (laughs) no 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 it's all right you go okay i was gonna say um i think there can be like a low level like subtle amount of autistic trauma that occurs just because especially diagnosis um because there's just a basic level of like feeling like you're not understanding stuff or feeling like you're kind of just out of step with things or just this vague sense that like okay everyone else is getting something that I'm not getting and then that constant kind of like self-doubt and feeling like you're doing stuff wrong I think like even though it sounds not a big deal in the grand scheme of things it's like actually it it can I think when it goes on for long enough as well and it's not explained and you don't know why um it does cause a kind of trauma because you just constantly never feel certain you never feel like sure of yourself or sure of what's happening and um it's like a sense of instability um so i think even just without any of the other stuff that can happen that as like a baseline experience can be really really hard yeah 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 i think being an undiagnosed autistic person or like child like in itself can be inherently tra- traumatic to be honest because thing is I was nine when I was diagnosed and that is quite early especially for a girl and like even though I only went nine years of my life not understanding or knowing why I was different or that it was different with a name it was still quite traumatic not understanding like why I struggled with things and why I felt certain ways and why I did certain things and in the back of my mind I just thought I was like a failed neurotypical person um which isn't good but then I got my diagnosis but still I was nine years old so I wasn't really old enough to understand what that meant and then say at 13 I started educating myself and I I got all this knowledge like watching other people online like advocates and stuff being out and proud about their autism and that kind of helped me feel better in itself it made me feel like you know because society as well also treat because I think society fears what they don't understand and when you have something have you noticed people refer to you as like having something wrong with you Mm. when it's not wrong it's different they're like oh they have something wrong with why is it wrong why why are you referring to me as having something wrong with me what what's so wrong about different like that in itself is given the ideology that because you have something different about you that means you're wrong somehow and the way I mean it's it's not as bad as it was years ago in terms of like the past decade or two understanding disabilities has gotten better but like we still have a long way to go but um 
sometimes the way society views and treats people with disabilities it's like we're wrong some it's like people do the same thing with like gay people right like um like the lgbtq community or like people who have a different skin color like you, you, you like because people don't agree with it they treat you like you're wrong or like you're abnormal or like there's something wrong with you and I think that can cause a little bit of trauma as well sometimes mm. yeah I, I I I love the fact that um by the earliest I've started the, the, the conversation um, <laughs> <laughs> um and yeah, I thought it was quite funny that you fired to say the first word so <laughs> yeah. yeah um but yeah i completely agree with what both of you are saying um like autistic trauma it's, it's very hard to speak about um as well because i you don't i don't see it like in the autistic community not many people do speak about it which is understandable but um it's it's hard because everyone has a different experience of it um if it's at school or if it's now um um it could be really it's almost like you're getting bullied in a way isn't it um like yeah. it, it, it's got is that kind of process of by society yeah yeah where you where you hide your feeling and you you don't want to say anything because you feel like someone's going to say something else which would make you feel bad so that, that kind that's of... what and then that leads to masking masking is actually a trauma response so yeah yeah, I think it's also the most common response to it as well. If 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 you'd, uh, that I'm, mm, it, it depends really because for me personally, I don't I don't want to sort of be the first person to draw the short straw, the short straw, no, no, not to no, share no. anything like this. But at the same time, I work in a in a very sort of neurotypical dominated society within the railways and all that so a lot of it is you, you come across the rare gems who are like me but they're very few and far between the rest of the time i've got a mask like crazy to you know to almost to avoid any sort of um to avoid any sort of issues or anything but the, the hardest thing is you almost feel forced to mask because you yeah. can't be yourself because mm-hmm. the minute you even let it slip it, it you let your guard down and someone's going to get in there and wreak havoc effectively. And you just, so you don't, you almost feel forced to do it. And it, at the same time, you put it up, you put it up as a defense mechanism pretty much constantly. We sort of have to mask, to be honest, in order to just like to survive in a world that like is literally not created for like disabled people or like neurodiverse people or whatever you want to call us, like, or mean the same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not even that. You also have to put up with the stupidity and mm. decisions of other idiots around you because not only is not only are the railways not only is the railways very um, very toxic in terms of masculinity and all that sort of thing. I know this is going off on a bit of a tangent, but it's also very toxic in the in the uh, anti LBGTQ um, rhetoric. You know, you get a lot of people that don't like them because, you know, they're big, rough and tough. And mm. there's so much testosterone that flies around, especially on sites. You look at it and you just think, shut up. Get over yourselves. You're just using, you're just doing your job. 
oh it's like I was in a group chat the other day of two lads arguing over who was the tallest and I'm like literally who who gives a shit like yeah. <laughs> what what a menial thing to give I to I mean, you care because you're, what, a couple of inches shorter than your mate, so what, get over yourselves. It, it, like, the thing is, if someone's going to be like that, then just don't listen to them because it doesn't matter who's taller. Everyone's themselves. Just just be yourself, own it. I'm I'm not the tallest in the world. I know there are people taller than me. I'm still yeah, I, six foot. And I'm literally five foot two, and I don't care. I really don't give a shit. Like, <laughs> I'm tall enough for me, thank you very much. People yeah. say, oh, you should... I get people saying to me on track all the time, oh, you should get down to the gym, you. You know, scrawny little weedy thing. And then they see me on a hammer. And they start to think, hang on, these are a little bit deceptively strong. And I've I'm been like, talking yeah. about, like, functional strength and functional yeah. abilities in life is often really different from appearances and what you'd yeah. expect yeah the big the thing is, i think between, especially nowadays because of social media and yeah like you, you've got so, all these sorts of toxic stereotypes yeah, it is there's like a, a because you got you meant to live up to yeah there are people on there are people on the sites i've worked on who are built like a brick outhouse you know the down the gym but nine times out of ten it's completely false because they're popping steroids and stuff so they're all bigging themselves up and they can't do a damn thing on a shovel. Whereas you got yeah. me, this scrawny little weedy looking thing who can do two or three you can dig out a full bed pretty much if left to their own devices. Okay, it won't it won't be done quickly, but it'll get done. You know, I'll I'll, I'll do my damnedest. And if I'm on if I'm on a clip, if I'm if I'm knocking clips out or knocking them back in, just give me some time and I'll once I find a rhythm, I'll just get it done. It's like today, I took, I, I basically grabbed hold of a hammer. Someone said, you know, keen as mustard effectively. And I went for a good 20, 30 yards just knocking clips in. Because I found my rhythm, I found my stride. And I'm, I'm knocking these clips in in one or two hits. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's the nature of the job. Sometimes, sometimes the, the functional strength comes to you. And sometimes it just doesn't. Mm. Everyone has their off days, but I'd rather be me now than subscribing to the whole, oh, you have to be down the gym and built like a brick outhouse, you know, built like a rugby player, yeah. but have no strength, no stamina. Well, I mean, th this is just my preference and I'm entitled to it, but I personally think lads that are too muscular, I sometimes find that a bit of like, a turn off like I don't know why it just to me it's not attractive when lads are too muscly if you know what I mean I don't know if that I, makes I, I understand what you mean because I look at people and look at people like that and I'm looking like you really want to look like that why? I mean I, I, I don't mind muscles I don't mind abs like I'm, I'm attracted to that as like a straight person but like I feel like when it's too, when, when it's overdone when you're too muscular that's yeah. a little bit that's that's what I mean that's I see people who are properly built and then I see people who are overdoing it and I'm just like no yeah. what are you doing it's it's like girls who lose weight and then they get like too skinny to the point where like you can see their rib cage and I'm like okay no there's doing it there's doing it and then there's overdoing it mm, which yeah. you don't want to do there's a fine line and it, it, it can be really it's a really tetchy subject but it needs talking about Mm -hmm. and it's not 
it's it, 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 but the thing is, nine times out of ten, it's powered by social media. Yeah, so social media, it's got this thing like I, I don't know if it's for men, they have to have like the V shaped body. That's like yeah. like the dream body for men, and then like they have to be they have to be what I think what the term floating around is shredded. Something and then girls, it's like oh, you have to be like an alberglass, and it's no, no. It's, can we just embrace our own selves? Literally. It's, 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 am I talking sense here? Or have You're... I got completely the wrong end of the stick? <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. I think it's like linked to basically like pressure to be a certain way. And then, you know, it quickly turns toxic. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I love how we're supposed to be talking about autism and then we've just gone <laughs> off and completely I think going off on tangents is quite a neurodiverse thing to do. So, you know, it's still on theme. Yeah. <laughs> but at the yeah. same time, it's a sort of a half and half thing because at the same time, we don't subscribe to the toxic rubbish that everyone seem, everyone else seems to subscribe to. Yeah. I mean, and I think with, sorry, go on. No, I was just going to say sometimes autistic people don't really care much for fashion trends because, I mean, they change every week and just trying to keep up to date with that. I just, well, I mean, if I wear something and I like it and it looks good on me, I don't really care whether it's in the fashion or not. Like, that's all that matters. If you like it, you like it. You do you. Yeah. And that's, that's something I'm... I'll always say to people it's like, I don't care if you're blue, black, white, you know, pink with purple polka dots. As long as you're a nice person, I will interact with you and I will become friends with you. It's that simple. Yeah. That's it. Because looks looks don't really matter. It's all about being a nice person. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, I think that's the most important thing, isn't it? That you just gotta be nice people and um people who aren't that friendly, we just keep away from them or if they're not being nice online. Um, block <laughs> this also reminds me but like as people we unsub like unsubconsciously is that the word like stereotype people and we do it without realizing yeah and, yeah it's like yeah. I, I i don't always mean it to be ignorant it's like i, I don't know if like media is to blame for it or like experiences you've had with someone who looks similar to this person media but, is accountable to a lot of things not just yeah. that and I, I again it's there's a lot to be unpacked here and we just got we've got to be really careful yeah, yeah. it's like yeah you know I've, I've had people who've met me like i say i'm autistic and they're made like, like oh you should like that means you must be like so good at maths and i'm like oh yeah you love trains oh, like you really yeah, it still happens so much, doesn't it? Like, you kind of sometimes think, oh, things have really improved. And then you hear, like, such a... There's one what... stereotype. It... One of those like... stereotypes fits me perfectly. The other does not. I am rubbish at maths. Yeah. <laughs> me too. Help accidentally, unmute, accidentally mute myself. <laughs> okay. Still getting used to a mechanical keyboard. The slightest touch in it, yeah. Anyway, not the point. Yeah, I am not good at maths. The other, the other one that you mentioned, Ellie, is one hundred percent true. It's, I've basically made a hobby with my job. Yeah, it's like I went to a trampoline park a couple of weeks ago, and woman, woman behind me had an autistic 
autistic son. He was nonverbal. And she was just talking about his autism. And I turned around and I'm like, oh, I'm autistic. And then she was like, oh, really? That's rare in girls. What? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. The but ignorant, the, the inbuilt ignorance in that statement. Yeah. I do, you, can, you can guess the other statement that immediately flicked into my mind. Mm-hmm. But, but both think... of which have so much ignorance just built into them, just yeah. baked in. It's like, what? Yeah, the thing is, I kind of understand where she got the stereotype from. And sometimes I do think because, like, you know, I, I've, we've spoke about autism in the media before, how, you know, I feel like it should be, like, actually autistic people playing autistic actors. And, yeah, you know, agreed. Like, Chloe Hayden, she did a very good job in... Uh, heartbreak high and she's an actually autistic person content creator advocate that I fo- I've literally followed her since I was like 13 she was one of I the follow fa- them as well I follow her as well yeah but she did a good job and that was like good female representation but I think because we only really get male autism representation that's kind of like that enhances- fuels the stereotypes yeah that enhances the stereotype in people's brains of art oh, it must only just exist in boys then because we only see like male autistic people, like in TV. Yeah, yeah. In in the in the TV realm of things, I've got a bone to pick with it because yeah. I went to have a go at being on you know inside the autistic mind with Chris, whatever his name is, on the BBC. Yeah. We all applied, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, but the, the less, but the thing is, they didn't make it clear how many spots there were or what the requirements would be to get in there. That's what of course, I'm I have then. a go, and then they then come January 22, they say, no, we don't want to talk to you, we don't want to hear from you. It's like, that you know, hurts so much. Do you know what I think because... was wrong with that, Will? Um, I, 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 what I think is wrong with it, at the time of applying, um, applying, no, no, I can't say the word, I said it about five times. No, just, don't worry, I've, <laughs> I've, lost, I've lost the power to English multiple times today, yeah. you are not the only one. So, on, anyways, uh, so what I, I like the when I watched it, I thought it was really good. I actually thought it was probably one of the best things um, I've seen with like autistic people. But the one thing I didn't like about it because I applied as well. I think most of us probably here applied um, today. The thing is, well, um, I, I, not to well, undercut you, Mason, but for me, when when they they came through the email of like they don't they didn't want to take it forward or anything, mm, it just yeah. I felt somewhat invalidated. Like yeah. I'm not autistic enough. Mm-hmm. I'm not interesting enough. I'm not. I'm not the right sort of material for anything. And it just it, it put me in it put me in a dark spot for a good couple of like, weeks. Oh my god! It, it's not often that stuff does that to me. Like but oh my god! When you help. feel that invalidated by someone who you don't even know, it's like how, it's like, how dare you? What how Uber? So we're just not going to give you a fair chance. Yeah, exactly. Okay. It's it's like, um, so one of my friends said to me, "Oh, it's because you're not this, that, or the other enough. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just a, you, you are, you could, you make up the biggest part of society. A, a young, white chap, yeah. who's and and people have had, people want to see different. It's like that's probably got nothing to do with it. it I've actually." I've actually heard people see on TikTok that they've been refused an autism diagnosis just because they're a different ethnicity. Like it's just completely like, stupid. It, it makes no, no sense. Yeah, you are autistic nonetheless, self-diagnosed or not. I mean, yeah. I'm not entirely 
for how I'm supposed to refer to them if I'm like allowed to call them black or like like wait what what's I'd, the it's yeah, a person I, of I'd say person of color. Yeah, I'm trying to be politically correct here. Yeah. I mean, you can Political... say black. Are they from uh, America? Just someone who like has like black skin. Yeah, like... black. yeah, black person. The thing is, it's so, it's such again, it's it's touchy because political correctness has gone that crazy. Yeah, you can barely say anything without offending someone. Oh, oh I know, God. I know. Like speaking of that, like um, a couple of years ago, I went to the zoo. And um, on my Facebook profile, I um, I, I, I said I, 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 um, I went to the zoo today. I, I, I went to see my, my favorite animal, a monkey. And then the post, a post gets taken down because I said my favorite animal was a monkey, and what? They, they, they classed that what? as being um, racist. What? It's about actual monkeys, though. Yeah, it's silly. It's silly. It, it, What's it, wrong having a monkey as your favorite animal? Yeah, they they are. What's wrong with it? Yeah. You see one thing people don't like all of a sudden. You're racist. You're a homophobe. You're fatphobic. You're transphobic. You get all these labels pushed out. And I'm like, hold on a minute. All I said was I like meat. Calm down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, don't those get that just winds me up. <laughs> you get these. You get the the these vegan kinds that just like the best one for me is um. The types in Manchester who walk, you, you walk through the city centre and they're like, like, oh, the, the vaccines are tracking you, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just, I'm just, I hold my phone. I'm just like, you see one of these? Have you got one of these? And they go, yeah. Well, that is a tracking device. What are they want? What are they going to want to know in a vaccine that they've already got on there? Yeah. And then they go, and, then, and they start, you know, they all of a sudden start starting. And I was like, well, duh. This is a tracking device. It's it's kind you know. of funny because there's still people like you know we're we're living in the year 2023 like, like this is like the future man like 10 years ago we thought that like we we're gonna have flying cars and stuff by now yeah. and people still think that like you know vaccines can cause autism I still hear oh, people no. like yeah it's take like, the tinfoil hat off your head and open your mind but it's really offensive as well because they'll talk about it as if that's like a negative side effect because okay. yeah well it's not even that they took those are the sort of people that talk about autistic people so they're the scourge of the earth yeah it's like oh if you have this vaccine oh yeah but a downside is it might make your child autistic and it's like oh no that's shut worse than be getting to, like to those people i just want to say shut up and wake up yeah because it's complete rubbish it's, it's, it's complete it's clap trap. Like, i want to hurt yeah it's oh, like it's proven to be wrong twice. Yeah, was, and the, the guy, the guy who said it, the guy who put the theory out there and all that, lost his medical license. Exactly. Yeah. But at the me. same time, people who say that to me, people just say that. I just want to headbutt a brick wall. How can you be so stupid? Yeah, well, this link back to the subject as well because you I do need to calm the hell down, or I was going to shoot a blood pressure through the roof. Because, <laughs> like, it, I feel. If, if you're autistic you kind of go through life like hearing these things and you've got on the one hand like you're trying to deal with the effect of it on you because you're autistic yourself and you're hearing people talk about it so negatively and then it's like okay so do yeah. I have to put the effort into like educate people every day constantly about something that affects me yeah. the thing is that's like me saying like oh no like 
don't don't take this vaccine because if like if you're autistic don't take this vaccine because you know there's a It'll chance you might be neurotypical yeah there you go yeah <laughs> i took the words right out of your mouth yeah you know where it was going i knew exactly what was coming but it's like we, we don't put it's like i remember the whole like i don't know if i think it was america the u.s where they were putting autism in levels like level one level two level three that they makes still it sound do that. like they that still makes do it, it. Sound, that makes us sound like we've got like cancer or something like we've got some kind of terminal illness and we don't we literally just have a different like yeah we're just like wired different differently it's, it's yeah i like yeah. it to computers we're running linux and everyone else is running mac os or windows yeah, right. yeah. The we're just running a different brain. os build oh, mm-hmm. we still do the same thing sorry <laughs> it's okay I was just, just going to say, the wiring of the brain, that is totally true. You just don't, it's horrible to compare autism to diseases and cancer or whatever, because yeah. it's not, it's it's definitely a disability. It just happens. Like it's, yeah. it happens to be blind or it happens to be deaf. You communicate with sign language and all that. Mm-hmm. It just happens. We communicate and- differently. We're, we're hardwired differently. But we still perform Plus the it. same functions. We just yeah. go about them a different way. Plus, yeah, it becomes your it becomes your strength. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll give you exa- one a good example. Like Helen Keller, she was not autistic. She was blind and deaf, but it never stopped her from being a human being. As she finally gets the whole like understanding between sign language and the connection between spelling and meaning. And as she grew up, she became this amazing advocate for the disability rights and human rights pioneer. She just like completely fight for it, you know, fighting, fighting until a child with a disability, whether he or she is blind or deaf or both, to make sure they get the right education that they need. Yeah. We're all human beings. We're just, we just have a disability, you know, and we're different, we're not human- less. To compare yeah. to um, quote from Temple Grandin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're, we're all humans and we all share this one great yeah. big thing called the earth. And it's like, where's the point in sectioning it up and saying you can't do this because you're X, Y, and Z. You can't do this because you have this. You can't do this because you have that. It's that's amazing. That's amazing. Utter claptrap. What I love about Idolize and Helen Keller is just her advocacy was just so strong, you know? And she just wants everybody, even if you're disabled or not, just to make sure you are, you accept who you are. Even with Temple Grandin, she wants to make sure that every autism pe- autistic people get the right sorts of education and just be proud of who, the, who they are instead of just like, um, just um, like being different is okay. Being different is cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I'll tell you one I'll tell you one thing. I'm twenty-eight. I'm gonna watch Disney and other cartoons for the rest of my life because that's what I want it to be. That's what I want it to be. And I can't oh, imagine yeah. a life without animation. I can't. Yeah. I just can't. I mean, like I, I still like, like sometimes like watch cartoons and stuff as well. So like <laughs> I, I'm all right, I'm all right with doing that. I definitely do. Even the, the childhood um, <laughs> cartoon shows that I grew up watching from Nick and Cartoon Network. Um, I'll, I'll still watch um, 
I, even though I don't watch them a lot like I used to, but there are times I'll watch it. It depends if I'm in the mood, but hey, I'm not ashamed of it. I see you. <laughs> I, see I, th- I mean, this Aww. might be controversial, but I don't think Disney Channel is as good as what it used to be, personally. Like, oh, I, oh, I, I agree. I can sympathize with that. I'm like, with I'm, you that. I miss when I was... it was like, Sweet Life of Zach and Cody, Wizards of Waverly Place, Good Luck Charlie, Shake It Up Chicago. What else was it? There was like other things as well. That's a Raven. I'm Cusco, my bestie. Mm-hmm. I was. I can never, remember uh, shows like. Um, Team Beach movie. I can oh, see. Oh, yeah, I remember I shows remember. like reruns of reruns of Ivor the Engine, Ch- Trumpton, Chigley, all those sorts of things, and even runs like reruns of like Strawberry Shortcake, The Kerbers, Scooby Doo. Oh, no, I love Scooby Doo. Mystery Inc. and stuff like that. All the all the cool stuff. It's just nowadays about- TV by by comparison these days is just too sanitized. I was a Nickelodeon Cartoon Network child growing up from the some from the nineties and early two thousand. Um, TV shows like SpongeBob, Hey Arnold, yeah. Courage yeah. the Cowardly Dog, Ed and Eddie, um, Pop Pop Girls. That I used to draw Pop Pop Girls a lot when I was little. Yes, Fiddy, Gravity love. Falls as well. I mean, <gasps> Gravity Falls. I love my Falls. my latest hyperfixation. Believe it or not, is Bluey. It's on Disney Plus. It's actually really good. But the thing is, half Bluey. of the stuff from Bluey that they say has made it into my everyday dialogue. <laughs> and this is the sort of yeah. thing I do. I don't know if it's a, I don't know if it's something that everyone else does, but I take stuff from shows that I watch it, it's and a, I somehow I break them into my sort of everyday use. Yeah. It's, it's just definitely... so I'm not effing and jeffing like a sailor all the time. I know I a lot of like like I've autistic. There's some like um you know any uh, cartoons will have episodes that can be like a representation for autism or any other disabilities. Yeah. Um, can I can I give a good example? Yeah. Um, like Hey Arnold. Uh, there's an episode with the Pigeon Man, and I did a I did a fan art. And a review on that episode on my blog, which will be two years ago this summer. And um, there's a scene where the pigeon man's like um, bird, I guess you can call it a lab or a lab. Um, it got destroyed as soon as Arnold and the pigeon man came back. And there's at one point, pigeon man says, like, the birds will come back. Um, he trusts them and they trust him it's people i don't understand yeah and he also says some people are meant to be with people and others like me are just different that's so powerful i think that's what why i love about the show so it's much it has like complete big true yeah i've never heard so, so a more true thing in the world yeah yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I definitely agree. I just want to backtrack to the autistic mind because the the, the one thing like uh, I, I just want to say about it is like knowing there was only four people in the show um, at that time was uh, like knowing that is really annoying and 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 to see that that they um that they like they pit people that um were, were like maybe masking and they were um 
um, struggling to talk about it, to speak to people. And if they said that during the, maybe the application form, maybe not as many, well, I probably wouldn't have applied anyway because I, I speak about it anyway. Um, so they didn't really make it very clear, I think, in that kind of process. And, and like you say, it's going to make you feel bad if you apply and they say you're not... You're not doing like like Will says. You're not. You feel like not autistic enough and stuff like that, which is really hurtful. I think that's one of the bad things about that kind of that process. Yeah, I think they missed a, an opportunity to make the um, application process more autist autism friendly, basically, which is ironic. Like, because I don't think I didn't. I applied, and I do remember them saying in the application that they were looking for more groups who were usually underrepresented. But that is a bit vague and it's like they could have made, you know, it was an opportunity for them to be like, right, we're making a program about autistic experience in the words of autistic people. Let's make the application process super accessible and super clear and spell it out because that's what is going to ultimately be the best for us. So we're not left feeling confused or feeling like, did we do something wrong or because like, I don't know. So I think it would have been good if they'd if they'd made the application process basically more tailored to the target group they were trying to get. Um, yeah, because that would have made <laughs> They could have made that so much better than it was, though. Although it was good with the people they did have on there. I'm not saying it's like it was bad. I thought it was probably one of the better things going out there for autistic people. But they they could have made yeah. it like more better, like with what you're saying. And also, there could have been it could have been a longer series with load of people that are autistic. You could have. Oh like, yeah. I, 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 when There's I applied, episodes, when, when I applied, I, I literally thought it was going to be multiple people in one episode, not just one autistic person per episode. I literally thought we're having a load of autistic people on this show, and then that that that's how it's going to be. Um, yes, as Evangeline says, it's only two episodes. I still won't watch it on principle, just 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 for the pure fact that it that the autistic people in it are underrepresented. It only shows a small slice of the whole pie. Yeah. So it, it, it's it's like Evangeline says, it, we're just underrepresented. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet, not on purpose. I just haven't seen it yet, so I can't comment on the actual thing but yeah i do want to watch it and see what it's like i've definitely heard of it i've not watched it but i've heard i've heard i've heard of it yeah i i have watched it and um especially with this one person um a person called ethan was actually on there and he was sensory and i, I did relate because like with the sound and i i, I get affected by sound so um i, I did relate into certain instances um during it but that that is about it, like um, really. Um, I didn't. Uh, that's the thing with autistic programs; you have to get it right, and there's always going to be like for this instance, what has happened there is it's not great um, in, in ways, but um, it's better than some other things out there. But um, but yeah, um, and I think it's always important when you speak about autism actually to um have a good um like you, you're saying the right information a good sample size as well yeah at the same time it was a sort of a blessing in disguise that i didn't get on it because i've got at the same time i'm really sort of reluctant 
to open up about my world, if you know what I mean. I'm really reluctant to open up about it to people who may not understand. And this is another thing that people that can, that is a, a trauma dealing with kind of just to link it back to the, the, the root topic. If you're, because if for a past experience, if someone doesn't quite understand and all of a sudden they give you a load of stick for something, you tend to close up and not, and be really reluctant to share your sort of inside world, as it were. Yeah, definitely. You, and then you, you have connections, and that can like lead you to feel isolated. Yeah, you yeah. Just don't open up as much because of bad past experiences. Exactly. It's it's why I it's why I'm really touchy about what I post on Instagram. Okay, I may have a thousand followers, which is you know where hey, but it's gotten to that point where I'm sort of like do I really want to win for dump about that again? Or do I want to try and find something interesting? And at the same time, and, and then you get run into the whole, am I being a good enough advocate and X, Y, and Z. And I'm at that stage now where I'm trying to think, I'm trying to push through a post block and shove as much as I can on there without being too revealing. Cause I've, I, I try and I, the way my pro my posting thought process works, excuse me is I, I, I look through what I've got and I'll go, right, okay, I'll pick that image. Oh, wait, is that too revealing? Is that going to put something out there that I don't want people to see? Because once it's on the internet, you can't get it back. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so you've got to, so I think really carefully and it, and the, in the end, and it drives me, it drives you in the end into a, 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 it's like a cycle of overthinking and it, you can't stop that cycle. And in the end, it's just like, no, I, I just, okay i'll post tomorrow and this is and it 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 turns from overthinking to procrastination and all of a sudden you go two three four five weeks without 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 a hint and people start to lose interest as is the way in social media i'm a little bit like that when i oh sorry no don't worry it's fine go yeah it's the (laughs) i'm a little bit like that especially when i post on tiktok and i'm like oh shit, like, did I really word that correctly? Is someone going to take offence to that? Did I say the wrong thing? Is people going to come for me? Like, and, you know, we do live in a world where people get offended over literally everything. So, yeah. like, I try really hard to, like, mm-hmm. Yeah, so, uh, me <laughs> I think it's, like, autistic trauma is, like, the thing of, I don't know, it's, like, when somebody who's neurotypical maybe struggles with anxiety they'll often be told like oh you know you're worrying over well in whatever way whatever way it's phrased it's often like you know you were over worrying you're overthinking you know what you're worrying about isn't going to happen but actually for autistics often the worry is valid because we've experienced before that we've said something and it's been completely misunderstood or we've worded it we haven't known but we've worded it wrong um, or misunderstood the situation or something and we've said something that has caused offense or been the wrong thing or like a social mistake and then yeah. like pretty brutal the repercussions like even obviously the social media side of things is pretty harsh world at the moment but mm-hmm. like even just in actual like real so-called real life like in a social group the repercussions for saying something wrong are really brutal and I don't think that people who are neurotypical understand that because they have um that kind of automatic understanding to be able to like read social cues and stuff like that that autistic people generally don't have automatically we have to like try and deduce it like work out like um and it's like so we you know 
what happens when you do say something wrong in a social group is pretty brutal like you're excluded you're kind of you might be mocked about something or you're treated and it's like I think that causes trauma and then that makes us reluctant to do things yeah, and then people downplay it like oh why are you worrying you know just go and be yourself and it's like look <laughs> you know it's just like look I was being myself and you're now yeah. giving ridicule for it why yeah it, and then that causes such a dupe entendre things. yeah, yeah it is. And the worst place, take... believe it or not, for me, the worst place that it happened was high school. Yeah, oh, God. Yeah, I believe that. I yeah. believe no, that. It's like, put, put it this way. I've, I've, all my high school memories, I've shelved in a really like, well-back corner of my brain. I'm like, do not open this under any circumstance. Yeah. And then you get intrusive thoughts that just throw them at you. It's like, yay, thanks for that. Mm. Yeah, a lot of us have memories that we won't particularly like to revisit uh, because of autistic trauma so but getting back to the thing of being a little bit too honest like as an autistic person and seeing the wrong thing uh yeah that's caused me a lot of friendship difficulties in the past it's caused me a lot of bullying it's caused us a lot of like a lot of unnecessary arguments in most of the time what I said in my head wasn't even that bad and I mean it could be like so terrible to those but to me I'm like Maybe I could have worded that a little bit better, but I personally don't really think it was that bad. And it's like, oh, it's awful. It's caused me a lot of like a lot of shit in the past. So yeah, yeah, it is hard. It is hard because like you, you say things because everyone's gonna be offended or not. It just depends. If if you say things like that, it's it's really hard because you might not even say anything. You might just look at someone and you're upset. That's <laughs> and... the worst thing like having to even monitor your facial expressions because I know for like I think my masking is pretty like I don't like this but I think my masking is like really good and I don't think that's a good thing because basically it means I'm really good at hiding how you know who I actually am and how I'm actually feeling and everything but I know that constantly I'm like monitoring my facial expression to make sure that like I've got the right facial expression for the right situation and I've been asked so many times in the past you know it'll be things like it can either be like, oh, what's wrong? You look really sad. Or, oh, my God, you look really angry. Or you look like, oh, are you okay? And obviously, though, that doesn't sound that bad. It's just when it happens constantly, and it's constantly this, like, message you're getting that, you know, oh, you know, you're doing something slightly wrong and people are picking up on it and they can tell that there's something going on. And it just it makes you self-conscious and it makes you kind of, like, the amount of effort to just control every facial expression so that you don't like inadvertently offend somebody for not looking happy enough or not looking like interested or not looking like you're listening and it's like oh my god it's might, so tough it's, it's like we, we might be happy but we won't have a smile on our face yeah, yeah. If, if we if we feel content or something like that i may you know i could be perfectly happy but some but i'm not i've just got a you know your usual straight face sort of concentrating on stuff and so it's like you're all right you're right it's like yes i'm fine go away yeah i'm busy really yeah yeah i think it's you a just point have one of those Elf. go on oh i was just gonna say i think there was a point that we there are moments that we probably need space just to keep ourselves calm i mean i yeah. i'll have certain moments that i'll need space in case if i'm just need to be myself for a while or if i'm stressed out i mean just makes you makes you feel better and if and then you can go back to hang out with your family and friends yeah definitely i always made fun of that a little bit when i was in school because 
because I wasn't particularly very good at showing my emotions or like emotions just wouldn't show up on my face. Like I could be feeling really happy, but for some reason it just wouldn't like, I was just, like, I, I, you yeah, looked I almost content, but no, no, nothing showed. Yeah, I, I was called like emotionless, um, like an emotionless robot. I, I had people said that they were too afraid to approach me because I looked mean or like had like a resting bitch face or whatever. Like that's horrible. Oh, I because... swear I have one of those. I swear I have that. I definitely. You know, I'll, I'll be sat there. And I'll be like, just like, looking slightly grumpy, but I'll be completely happy inside. But on the outside, it's like, it's almost like a defense mechanism. It's almost like it, it, it's like it's the same reason I wear earphones on the bus. I may not be listening to music, which also means you can listen to other people's conversations. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. Is, I... Which is good <laughs> as a people watcher because I'm a people watcher. I, I was. I'll sit, I'll put up in the middle of Manchester or whatever, and I'll just sit and watch the world go by. But also, having that's also, but also, it means that you get left alone. Yeah. Because people think, oh, you're listening to music, oh, you're busy, you're listening to something else. And I'm like, and it's like, yeah, thank It's having the desired effect. But it becomes a, but also, if you look grumpy, especially in the morning on the bus, which is how I get to the Messerling, I normally have quite a grumpy look on my face. And it's like, I get left alone and it's exact and it, it works as intended. But at the same time, I don't want people to think I'm a grumpy person. I'm mm, compa- I'm completely yeah. happy and content. I'm busy scrolling through on my phone. Yeah. But I'm... I get left alone. That is one I thing I've really hated in school where teachers, if, if, like, especially if in the morning. Um, the constant and, questioning, are yeah. you all right? Are you yeah. happy? Yeah. It's like, yeah. I'm not yeah. awake yet. I'm not capable yeah. I'm capable of human thinking and speech, but I'm not capable of stringing a word, stringing a set of words together into a sentence to actually talk to you at the moment. Leave me alone for another five minutes. Let me feel human. Yeah, you don't feel like I'll be okay. I've had teachers who have been like a little bit sarcastic about this as well. They're like, smile, Ellie. Like, it's okay. Smile, you know. Come on, smile. Cheer up. And I'm like, I'm sad. I'm fine. Like, just leave me. Oh, I've, I've had that where someone's got someone's done that to me and I've gone do you just let me let me spell it out for you this way I'm fine I'm happy but it's half past something in the morning yeah let me feel more human first and then I'll talk to you love I've not had my coffee yet <laughs> I've not had, I'm I'm like a bear with a sore head in the morning until I've had at least either a cup of coffee or my breakfast. And it's a case of, if I haven't had either of those two yet, do not talk to me because failure you know, failure to res- respect that boundary may result in an unwanted outcome. And I don't <laughs> want to have that unwanted outcome. But if you're going to, you know, you're going to poke the hornet's nest, be prepared to, re- to prepare to deal with the consequences. Yeah, it's like I never I never went to my form like on a morning because we had like well I mean it was called a form but it's basically registration where you just sit next to a group of people yeah. just cause, like you know you just sit you sit in your form group. I I just I went and did that every day because it was familiar people but even then I just kept myself to myself. Yeah, yeah. I did I didn't go because on a morning I was way too tired to even speak or socialize with anyone. And I'm also not a very nice person on a morning anyway, especially if I've not had a cup of coffee so I just kept <laughs> Oh, I feel that. I so feel I like I'm, I never, I never went. When I, I first, when I first wake up in the morning, I'm really snappy. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you, you know, you put a, so much as put a foot out of line, and you know, you, you're getting at least something. Yeah. 
you know how how tired I am depends on what what happens. There's also a correlation as well, like between autism and sleep issues. I, I know what, yeah. I, most autistic people. I can't are slow down at night. I really cannot slow down at night. To have pop- it takes me an hour and a half mainly to actually fall asleep, and even then, I can't do complete silence. I can't do complete yeah. silence because it's it's almost deafening. See, I'm like that. Like I have to have some kind of background noise. Like I, I fall music, asleep for a YouTube video leave, on my phone. I'll leave music on, I'll leave a YouTube series on, I'll leave whatever on. And it just keeps my brain occupied. I, I also it's like also part like, of my routine. I don't like being alone with my own thoughts because like I'll re- I'll remember something from like ten years yeah. ago and then it'll it'll something something embarrassing that you did, God yeah. knows how long ago will <laughs> pop up and it's like, Oh hi, this is this memory. It's like, yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your brain just likes to torture at 3am when you can't get to sleep. Yep. Or 3am when you're shoveling and you remember something really embarrassing on a night shift. And you think, oh, nice. I didn't need that. Not while I'm driving a shovel. Or that time where you accidentally overshared your entire life to somebody. Yep. Done that loads of times. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is... One of those things, like, um, like, not not too long ago, I I went to walk, um, with a friend of mine, and um, I was racing head, um, and um, friend, a friend said to me, uh, are, are you okay? Is everything all right at home? And I said, yeah, yeah, I'm just walking fast. <laughs> I want to walk fast. Um, and yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, I I've noticed this as well. I walk faster than everyone else, and people. I do. I pro- people like, well, the thing is, I don't... When I've been walking somewhere, they'll tell me later, they'll be like, oh, I drove past and you were you look like you were on a mission. And I'm like, yeah, to get yeah. somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I... the thing is, yeah. I've always been taught, and this is something I've been taught since, like, forever. If you're going to do something, do it with the purpose. Like, if I'm walking somewhere, I'm gonna, I will walk with purpose. You know, I've, you know, I've, I've got stuff to do, and I'm going to do it, goddammit. I, yeah, I, I mean, I don't mean to like stereotype, um, but I, you know, you know those lads who walk as if they've got something under their arms. I don't know if you've ever well, noticed they, that. They walk like the feet at ten and two and chip on the shoulder kind of stuff. Yeah, but they just like kind of walk like this, like as yeah, if they, they shuffle, they shuffle the, they shuffle their elbow, they shuffle the shoulders. Yeah. And stuff oh like yeah, that. yeah. As if they're carrying they, something. Yeah, under they think their they think because they think they're ten men and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's like you see someone like that, they definitely think they're someone special. They're not. <laughs> they think they're God's gift and they're just not. Yeah. No. The thing is, I've had it at co- I, I had this at college. I was at the top of the hill. There was someone halfway down just sauntering along. I've come down the hill and I'm at the dip. They're halfway up the hill going the, up the other side. I'm motoring. I've even taken, I've even, you know, slowed down a bit. I've got music on. I'm just going for it. Next thing you know, I'm right on top of them. They look back and it's like, where did you come from? And yeah. I just sail past. Yeah. Anyway, I'm overtaking someone like, going uphill. It's like, why? I mean, but there's nothing down. It's like they're carrying something. I'm like, why are you walking with your arms all the way out? <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm, I'm that ingrained. I'm that ingrained in, in, in my job that sometimes I'll forget that. Well, I won't forget, but in Tesco's, like, say I'm, I'm picking up a big box of cat food. That goes straight on my shoulder. 
as if it was a rail saw or a pants or whatever. And I'll just stick it on my shoulder and carry it over. And just, and everyone's just like, what's this nutcase doing? It's like, this is the easiest <laughs> way to carry it. You're just carrying a bag of cat food. Well, no, 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 it's a box. Oh, I'm sorry. It's a box of the pouches and stuff. Oh. It weighs about <laughs> two kilos or something like that. Just, yep, yeah, straight on the shoulder. I would love to have a cat, but I'm a, well, I mean, I'm not very. Really I alert. just, um, I just let my cat out in the middle of this podcast, so. I mean, I apologize. Um, I usually don't let my pets come in my room when I'm doing like a podcast or if I'm doing sign language classes, because I mean, I love them. They can be distracted, but Charlotte, my cat, was hiding underneath my bed because my grandmother just came over and visit, and every time we get a visitor she'll go underneath my bed and start hiding. She's very shy towards people. But that's her comfort place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, and... That's her safe place. That's her safe yeah. space. Which is she another a... thing. So when someone... That's I know, weird, weird segue, but when someone infiltrates your safe space, but you, and you trust them and then they betray that trust, that is a big, big, big trauma trigger. Yeah. And it's happened to me before. I've no, I've trusted people, and then they've betrayed that trust, and so mm-hmm. it's and it, and everyone wonders now why I'm so distrusting of people, and it my, takes so long to open up. My cat was just like wandering around. I wasn't sure if she just one hour or not. I was hoping I, I tried to get her out of my room at first, but then um, she just went back underneath my bed, and then later on, I was I kept looking at her. I was like, "You want out?" and just right now, I just opened the door and I just let out. I'm Straight like, out. finally! That way I can concentrate on this podcast. It's also, I think another, something else that can be a bit traumatic is when um, you get comfortable around someone enough to open up and be vulnerable about them and talk to them about things that you struggle with and then getting in an argument and then they then like, use that against you. That's happened to yeah. me. It's happened with me at least once and I'm just like, it it takes me a lot to open up at, open up now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What flavor crisps are you on? Crisps. <laughs> what are you scoffing? Oh, what? I'm eating. Pa- you eating what? Sorry. Popeyes. Oh, I thought you were on about me. I'm I'm eating pasta. Oh, for- wow. oh I like pasta. Oh, uh, yeah. I love pasta. So good. It's such a comfort food. Yeah. It's not. It's not crunchy. It, but it, it's not crunchy. It's not too bland. It's just right. The taste um, of just pure pasta, just as is, no sauce, no adulterated rubbish, just pure pasta. It's just so nice. I love the way we're kind. Another podcast without sauce, like without sauce. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, definitely. It's pasta got a really like... nice taste to it. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I like tuna pasta. <laughs> Oh, like tuna as well. I've gone. To... Tell you something. I've I've discovered these smoothies that they do at uh, Lidl. They're pineapple and banana smoothies, and man alive, they're so good. I like big ZDs. They're so good. Oh, this is turning into an episode of comfort foods. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! That's okay. We, we we've just hijacked the podcast. <laughs> Hey, that's what makes it. That's what makes it fun, isn't it? Yeah, we 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 talk about the, the stuff, but you also get all the unfiltered bits. Hey, we did talk about a little bit of animation based on the cartoons that I grew up 
watching. I mean, I already this gave you the... an example on Hey Arnold, and that was fun. Yeah, this is what I like about these podcasts. We, we talk about what needs to talk about, but we go in a really sort of roundabout way, and we go through about 5 million different topics before the end of the show. It's fantastically fun. Yeah, it is. Eating in the middle of the podcast, but oh well. It's all right. I, I'm, I, I'm prone to taking a swig of my cherry Pepsi Max. I'm just feeling hungry now because I don't have any food. <laughs> um, wait. Once I'm done, once I'm done with this, I'm having me dinner. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're, we're getting hungry. Now. Oh man, no, no we were talking about Oops. this on the on the way off um off track today. What, what you know, what was everyone was having for the tea and all that? That's such and a. It's, uh, so hungry. <laughs> Yeah. If I'm book time, everybody to eat. Yeah. Well, guys, I think that's a good way to finish because I think we're hungry now. (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) Totally unintended. Yeah. But but before we go and have our dinners or if I, if you're LES and you can get eat your noodles uh, 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 and more noodles, um, I'm gonna start. Um. I'm going to start over Ellie. Um, Ellie, yes, I'm going to go backwards like we started with Ellie K first. Like, if you have any advice or anything. Um, or any anything. advice? My advice would be, would just be to, like, um, don't dwell on things that you struggle with. Um, you know, focus on your talents. Focus on the things that make you happy, that make you you. Surround yourself with, you know, understanding people like nice people who like you know who make you happy who don't drag you down um surround yourself with positivity Mm. um you know let go of toxic people focus on things you're good at and um who you are like as you are is fine and it's exactly who you're supposed to be and don't let anyone change that great i i I completely agree eddie um it's great to have you on the podcast again um and yeah um um uh, uh, evangeline did you have anything um to add or anything um right now what's sticking out to me is think of all the things you want to do in life like all the goals you have and whenever things get really hard or you don't like where you're at like remind yourself of what you want to do and use those to motivate you because you know, there are some times where like, I've gotten really, you know, down and thinking of the things I want to accomplish, you know, makes me remember that there are good things in life to strive for, you know? Yeah, I completely agree with Angeline. Um, thank you again for um, coming on again. Um, it's been great to have you on as well. Um, Will? Yo, what do do you do? You have any advice or any last words? Uh, as the um, as the song title says, you got to accentuate the positive, eliminate the negative. You've got to just go for it. Just do do you do you and have fun. And to the people who, you know, to all the naysayers, bye, jog on, because they're not important in your life. They are never important, and it's yeah. it's that it's it, don't let the naysayers and the hate rule you. Show them what you can, show them what you made of. Use it as a springboard for your for yourself. Yeah, yeah, I I completely agree. Uh, I think I think that's really good because being 
positive is is the best way um to for, for everything um but, but thanks again will um emmy my advice would be you just two words be yourself don't let um bad or negative uh things just swim you around just to stress you out or anything just focus on what makes you feel better it's it's, it's like what um les said just uh focus on like the talents and your comfort zone like for me like i said i i can't imagine my life without animation it's always been my comfort zone ever since i first learned how to draw when i was like five or six years old i didn't know what i wanted to be at the time i just thought drawing maybe like a, a hobby but as i got older i realized this hobby is what i want to have a career this is what i wanted to do and so yeah you focus on what your talents are and um you just be happy you be yourself yeah i completely agree i think that's really good emmy because we gotta be ourselves if, 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 uh, maybe every time i think there's always some point in life where we maybe are not ourselves um maybe early mm -hmm. when we get done perhaps but it's good when we learn that uh we do we gotta be ourselves if we're not ourselves there's no yeah even even um we feel different it does but it doesn't mean you're you're not normal you are normal you just have like different thinking traits and personalities and, and um whatever i mean the the brain is wired differently you're still a human being you are normal you just got like a, a certain strengths yeah and to quote the genie from aladdin as um to advise aladdin just be yourself yeah just, just, mm -hmm. just be yourself thanks emmy yes Oh, that's that's great. Thank you, uh, Mason. Um, Ellie K. Um, my advice would be follow what you love doing. Follow what makes you feel happy. As autistics or divergent people, often we've got things that really, really make us happy, and they may not be conventional. That doesn't matter. Follow whatever it is that gives you that passion and enjoyment, because. It can take you so many places, like through following what really makes you happy and like brings you interest and enjoyment and fulfillment. You can learn so many skills through that. It can take you so many places. Um, you know, there's no one right way to do anything or no one set way that, to get anywhere in life, you know. So focus on what makes you happy, what feels right to you, believe in it. And that's what's going to get you where you need to be. Yeah, yeah. Just focus on what what makes you happy. I think I think that's really yeah. good because it is the best thing to do. Because uh, you don't want to focus on what doesn't make you happy. You want to focus on what does make you happy. And it's easy to do. You think, oh, I shouldn't. You know, if it's something that I really enjoy, that I should save that just for a treat or just for special occasions. No, you can pull it into your life. You can. You know, you can do anything any way you want. You can bring your special interests and your passions into everything. There's no rules. Do it. However, whatever makes life fun for you is good. Yeah. Well, f f thanks, Eddie. I, I completely agree with what you're saying and to everyone else um, today. But um, to anyone listening and watching, I hope you've really enjoyed um, our chat um, and and everything. Um, and... It's it's been a really good epi first episode of this series, all autistic uh, assemble. I mean, it is and it's been really fun, and I ho I hope everyone's enjoyed it here today, which I know, I know they have, or well, you wouldn't be here. <laughs>
but uh, thanks to everyone. Thanks to everyone listening, watching. Um, and yeah, I'll, I'll see you in the next episode um, of the series. But um, yeah, well, it's, so thanks everyone, and I hope you all have a nice dinner. <laughs> <laughs>